0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of the DNA Football Talk podcast. I am one of the hosts. My name is David, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how are we doing today? I'm doing
1: great, man. How are you doing?
0: Oh, man. Uh, First of all, shout out to at Nico Laws 2K for that new beat. We love it. Shout out to him. He made that for us. Definitely appreciate his work on that.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I appreciate Nick for um, making that. Go follow him on Twitter, at Laws 2 k Hit him up. Let him know you love it. Always love for him.
0: Absolutely. Got to show everyone love who, you know, is is here for us and helping us out and everything like that. But, Anthony, I can't tell you how excited that we get to talk about Baker Mayfield this week. He finally found a new home. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: He's going to be competing with – Matt Corral and Sam Darnold for that starting spot but I don't think Matt Corral is going to be actually taking the starting spot I think he's just going to be there as a developmental quarterback sitting behind the two of them so I don't know what your thoughts are on it but
0: well we will definitely get into it we also are going to be talking about who is going to win the MVP this year is it going to be Rodgers for the 3 peak? can he go for the hat trick Or is it going to be someone else? We will dive into that. And then, of course, we are going to be breaking down the AFC East. Who is going to be crowned the champs? Who are going to be the surprises of the AFC East? And who's going to be the disappointment? We will get into all of that this episode. We are excited that you are joining us. Let's get into it, Anthony. All
1: right, let's jump into this Baker Mayfield trade, which uh, I feel like it's almost a laughable trade. A slap in the face to Baker Mayfield, but he got traded for a conditional fifth round pick.
0: <laughs> a conditional fifth round pick. So, what does that mean? Does that mean? So, how does that break down? Let's 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 give our viewers a little bit of uh, information on what a conditional pick, pick means in the NFL.
1: So, essentially, when he gets traded, he ha- the team has to meet a certain requirement for that to turn into a fourth round pick. And that requirement is that the Carolina Panthers need him to play 70% of his snaps. So in my eyes, I see that as him being their clear-cut starter.
0: Yeah, I definitely see him definitely playing the the quarterback position in week one. I don't necessarily see Sam Darnold really being a competition for Baker Mayfield. I'm not trying to say that Baker Mayfield is an elite quarterback and he's far beyond sam darnold but sam darnold has had his chance with two different teams and he just hasn't really panned out i mean baker mayfield i mean he 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 won with them he won with the browns now granted they did have kind of a super roster on that team he had some great weapons to get and to to throw the ball to and everything but they did go into pittsburgh they did beat them in the playoffs a couple of years ago you can't necessarily overlook that
1: oh no definitely he Walked into a franchise that's known to be kind of in shambles every year, and he brought some sense of stability to it. They had a rotating door of coaches. They they had a lot of instability before Baker Mayfield came in there, and he walked in as a, and came in as a starter, and he almost won rookie of the year. He almost beat out Saquon Barkley.
0: Yeah, I mean, Saquon Barkley, I think everyone going into that year – um we know was going to you know probably win the rookie of the year just simply because it's Barkley but Baker Mayfield i don't know maybe a top 15 maybe top 20 quarterback in the NFL i think
1: you would say i'd say average maybe slightly above average i don't know i would probably agree with you there but he really He just needs to work on really just his turnovers and his ability to actually stay in the pocket and make reads, and I feel like that'll help him a long way.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also going to help. If Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, I think that is going to allow – him a little bit more time there in the pocket and it also gives him an easy you know like escape you know just hey I'm gonna dump it off to McCaffrey really quick Mm -hmm. he's really good at catching the ball out of the backfield hopefully Christian McCaffrey stays healthy just for everyone's fantasy league so we shall see. But I know that Baker Mayfield will definitely be happy about it. I guess this trade has been in the works, so for the past few months, actually. They've been kind of quiet about it. I think that they wanted to get it done prior to the draft or right around the draft time. Um, but it just didn't seem to work out. And I think the biggest thing was the finances. I mean, the Browns are owed or Baker Mayfield is owed by the Browns. $18.8 million in guaranteed money this year. So that is a significant cap hit, especially now they're already paying Deshaun Watson what they're going to be paying him. So I know that that was the big thing, but Carolina basically cornered them and said, what What else are you going to do?
1: Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing that's... <laughs> the Browns are basically paying Baker Mayfield $600,000 to beat them week one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is an awesome stat and I love it. So yeah, they do play in week one. I forgot about that. Is it in is it in Cleveland?
1: So no, it's actually in Carolina. So the Browns are actually gonna be paying Baker Mayfield six hundred thousand dollars to beat them in Carolina's home opener.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's that's an awesome a little statistic right there I definitely really do like it but the finances was the biggest thing with the Baker Mayfield trade so we know that they get the conditional fifth round pick if he plays more than 70% of the offensive snaps in 2022 that turns into a fourth round selection but that's not until the 2024 draft so that's even a couple of years down the road so they didn't give up anything immediately for Baker Mayfield they are going to be um you know paying him a little bit of what is owed. The Browns will pay him $10.5 million of that guaranteed money. And then the Panthers will go ahead and chip in about $4.8 million. Baker does have some incentive deals in there of about $3.5 million to cover the rest of that $18 million guaranteed. Um, including, you know, a playoff run and if he's selected to a Pro Bowl. But speaking of Pro Bowl, we were kind of breaking this down a little bit. At first, I was like, oh, it's got to, I mean, it's a, it should be an easy thing for Baker Mayfield to do, especially in NFC, which I feel like is very weak in the quarterback position now because of all the different moves that has happened over the last few years. I mean, but we if if when we broke it down, I don't know if it's a if it's a guarantee that he's going to make it.
1: No, because each side only gets three quarterbacks, and when you break down the entire NFC, you got Brady, you got Rodgers, you got Stafford, Cousins, Murray, even. Goff, Dak, and Hurts might give him a run for his money. So uh, it's tough.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not a guarantee with, um, you know, Baker getting that Pro Bowl. But at the end of the day, if he wants that full $18 million in guaranteed money, he will have to prove to the Carolina Panthers that they made the right choice. Do you think that this is the right choice? Or do you think that this is just a one-year deal where Baker Mayfield can possibly show what he can do for a quarterback needy team and next free agency because he's gonna be available for free agency next year.
1: No, definitely, and I feel like he he always plays better when you look back at his career, he always plays better with a chip on his shoulder. He he when he gets comfortable he starts to fall back. But when he has that chip on his shoulder and he has people doubting him, that's when he really steps into it and You look at him his rookie year. He threw for almost four thousand yards and seventeen touchdowns. I believe he, they, he was electric. And then after that, once he got comfortable, then that's when you started to see him fall off. And he had the carousel of coaches that didn't help him either. But
0: yeah, that was it. It's hard to it's hard to blame the quarterback when they're in an organization like, like like the Cleveland Browns. It's like. So many people wanted to blame Matthew Stafford. So many people wanted to say, oh, he's not a good quarterback. He's not a winning quarterback. And there were so many people who played in the NFL that said, no, he is legit. He's the real deal. But he was with the Detroit Lions for his entire career. Well, up to this point of him going to the Los Angeles Rams. And he was removed from the Detroit Lions system one year. Got with the winning coach, with which who is Sean McVay. Got into a great organization, which is the Los Angeles Rams, and he took them all the way to the promised land and won the Super Bowl. So it's hard for me to sit here and to criticize Baker too hard because he's had, I want to say, at least three head coaches since he's gotten into the league. But at the end of the day, there's been also some in-locker room rumors about him, him being immature, him not being a good leader. So that definitely plays into effect because when you're the quarterback of an NFL team, you're basically the CEO of that team. You are the person who everyone looks at. You're the face of the company. You're the face of the franchise, and you are expected to do what a CEO – you should be the first one in, the last one out. You should be the guy who everyone can go to to get answers and really to lead the team to the wins so is Baker Mayfield that guy ah I don't know it's really hard for me to say that but it's also I don't want to bury him too much I definitely think that he will beat out Sam Darnold that's for sure
1: oh no he'll he'll beat out Sam Darnold with flying colors I don't I don't see Sam Darnold making this huge jump that he's he's just going to be some sort of Pro Bowl quarterback that he was thought to be out of college but like I said, Baker always plays better with a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he, he's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. He's, gonna, he, I feel like he's going to put up some good numbers, but not quite good enough to make it to the Pro Bowl because there's so many other stacked teams and quarterbacks in
0: the NFC. So do you think that the Carolina Panthers will re-sign him after this year? Because they've been on a quarterback hunt now for the last three seasons. They've went from Teddy Bridgewater, then they shipped him off to the Denver Broncos after one year of play. They've got Sam Darnold, and now they they have Baker Mayfield. And not only did did they get Baker Mayfield, but they also drafted Matt Corral, which means that they don't have 100% trust in Sam Darnold.
1: Exactly. And I feel like they had the idea of going for Baker Mayfield even before drafting Matt Corral. So I feel like they just wanted some sort of stability at quarterback. You know, they, they, they wanted to finally feel like they have their guy. And if Baker Mayfield isn't it, maybe they can develop Matt Corral. Maybe he'll be the guy. We, we, we don't know.
0: <laughs> I think the person and who wins really in this trade is Matt Corral. He has more time to develop. He has more time to study the playbook. He has more time to just be in the locker room, to develop relationships and everything like that, to kind of see what it is to be an NFL quarterback. Now, granted, it's not like he's sitting behind a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, who are true franchise quarterback guys. But at the end of the day, he can see how an NFL quarterback operates and he can take this time to study the playbook because I don't. I think if the Baker Mayfield trade doesn't happen and say if he goes to Seattle because that was the rumor as well that he was going to go to the Seattle Seahawks that Seattle wanted him. It was kind of a mutual, you know, uh, desire to do that. Um, so, but I think that if Baker Mayfield would have gone to the Seattle Seahawks, I think Matt Corral would have gotten a starting knot this year, probably in Week Six because I don't think Sam Darnold is going to develop into the guy Carolina hoped that they he would.
1: No, I, I if I'm being brutally honest, I feel like Sam Darnold's destined to be a backup quarterback in this league. Like he he hasn't shown really any flashes of greatness that I've seen. He's not he's just not that guy on the field. Like he doesn't make the electric plays. He's not the cl- uh, the guy in crunch time when you need him on a 2-minute uh, drive. He's he's not that guy. So
0: Yeah. Let's just be honest. Carolina Panthers are nobody without Christian McCaffrey. They were 3-0 last year, and who was on the field? Christian McCaffrey. As soon as he got off the field, it it was over. Their season was over. So let's hope that Christian McCaffrey comes back, he gets healthy, he stays healthy, then that way, I don't know. Maybe Baker Mayfield might have a, a a decent year, and he might not prove to the Carolina Panthers that he's there that he's their guy. But maybe he proves to you know someone that he can be a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. And if someone's desperate enough, he might get paid. Who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? I mean, but well, what would you do if they actually beat out Tampa Bay for the division?
0: If Baker Mayfield, if the Carolina Panthers led by Baker Mayfield beats the Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady.
1: Every team starts at zero and zero. What, ha- what happens if that happens?
0: I'll become a Green Bay Packer fan if that's the case. <laughs> because there's no way. I, <laughs> there is no way that that is going to happen. The fact that you even brought that up is disrespectful. And I don't appreciate that, sir. So let's not even go that route because that's like me saying, hey, when Kirk Cousins became the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, are you fearful that they are going to run the NFC North? Heck no. They have Aaron Rodgers. What are you talking about? Get get out of here. And this is Tom Brady's last year? Yeah. You're, man, whatever you are having, I will take some. Kindly, my friend, because there is no way that the Baker Mayfield-led Carolina Panthers are going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and win the division. I'm more worried about the Saints, who has Jameis Winston as quarterback, just simply because of their defense. But the Carolina Panthers? No. Get out of here with that nonsense. I don't ever want to hear you disrespect the Tom Brady Led Tampa Bay Buccaneers like uh, that uh,
1: again. Look, man, he might walk him right into the retirement home when he's done. Okay, I don't know. I...
0: You know what I'm actually <laughs> afraid. You know what I'm actually afraid of is that Tom Brady retires, Baker Mayfield is available, and we go after Baker Mayfield. That's what I'm afraid of because I don't want that. Because I'm pretty sure that I mentioned it in a previous episode. I feel like Baker Mayfield is Jameis Winston 2.0, and I can't take another season or I can't take another stretch. Of a Jameis Winston, like, similar quarterback. I just, I can't do it. There is so there is a stat that I have seen. That Jameis Winston is only two interceptions away from tying Aaron Rodgers' career interceptions. Okay? <laughs> Think about how long Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFL compared to Jameis Winston. Think about how many starts in the NFL... Does Aaron Rodgers have over Jameis Winston, and yet they only they are only separated by two interceptions to tie?
1: Yeah, that's a difference of sixteen years in the league to four years and going on four years in the league. So you, well, no, half. he's
0: been here for at least six because he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for pretty much five years. So I think this is his seventh year.
1: Oh, you were talking? Oh, you were talking about Jameis? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. James, okay, yeah, Jameis. Yeah, I thought you were still talking about Baker for a second. Oh
0: no, yeah, Jameis Winston has two less career interceptions say, than Aaron Rodgers.
1: Jameis Winston's an interception machine, and everybody knows that. So it's not, thats not common. That's common knowledge. Yeah, point.
0: I don't think defense. I don't think defensive coordinators like lose sleep because they're playing against Jameis Winston the next day.
1: No corners are licking their chops when they play with Jameis Winston. <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: There's a lot of corners in in the practice team that are so happy that they got picked by the Saints because now they can intercept Jameis Winston and possibly make the 53-man roster. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's where we're at with Jameis Winston. <laughs> He's given cornerbacks that don't have a shot in the NFL at least a look to be maybe a special teamer or something. Who oh, knows?
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they'll be running down the sidelines and, like, look, coach, I got it. Look, yeah. I got him.
0: Yeah. yeah, good job, good job, yeah. Is it really impressive if you get an interception on James Winston? Do you celebrate that?
1: I think I think they would celebrate any interception they get in the league, but there's certain quarterbacks in this league that if a corner picks them off, they are trying to get the ball out of the stadium. They're taking it home with them. Look, like, yeah. like, you pick off Brady, you pick off Rodgers, you pick off the greats like that who don't throw interceptions a lot. Yeah, that's special.
0: Yeah, that's special. Jameis Winston is just another day in the office. It, it feels like
1: pretty much. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So, but let's move on to kind of speaking in speaking about quarterbacks. We're in the we're in the quarterback league. We want to talk about the MVP. We thought it was going to be Jonathan Taylor last year. That did not happen, unfortunately. I think he was definitely robbed of it. I know Packer fans, Aaron Rodgers deserves it, yada yada yada, wah wah, 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 wah. Whatever. No, Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Cup. Come on. One of those guys. Recognize the other positions on the field. That's all I'm trying to say. And as I say that, we will not recognize them because both of our MVP picks are quarterback picks.
1: I mean, when you look back at the at the previous years, I mean there's only been a handful of people outside of the quarterback position that has actually won MVP. So when I look at it, I see Josh Allen being MVP this year.
0: Josh Allen. So you aren't picking Aaron Rodgers as the three-peat MVP?
1: Would I like to see him be a three-peat MVP? Yes, but when I look at everything, take away the bias, so you take away everything – you. You got to give it to Josh Allen, and I feel like the NFL is going to see it as okay. We got to pick somebody different now. We can't can't be picking the same guy every year, you know. Like when you
0: Aaron Rodgers has his first tattoo, he's ready for the three (laughs) P. Anthony, and you're you know what? You're very disrespectful this episode. I can tell you that, man. What are you on? You're not picking your boy Rodgers. You're you're asking me if I'm threatened. By Baker Mayfield going to the Carolina Panthers to beat Tom Brady. You are on another planet this episode, my friend. But continue on with the Josh uh, okay. Allen. How, how, how does he win MVP? Okay.
1: Well, oh, first of all, every odds maker out there, if you're a betting man, he has a met, they have met plus 700 to win compared to everybody else who's in the trip, uh, quadruple digits and the thousands to win MVP without Josh Allen, that offense just doesn't work. The way he operates in that offense with his mobility, the cannon of an army he has and the connection he has with Stefan Diggs. And the numbers he put up last year. He put up five thousand yards and over forty touchdowns last year. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, he was he was on a, he was definitely on another level last year.
1: And even his averages, his QBR is almost a hundred over the last two um two years. Almost forty five hundred yards, a thirty six and a half touchdowns over the last two years. He's on another level as far as the trajectory goes. And he's got Dawson Knox, who's he's, he's developing a better connection with. Gabriel Davis, who tore it up last year. I, I feel like they're really going to make some noise this year on the offensive side of the ball, because I know the defense has been the talk of the town with them. But you got to look at the offense, too.
0: Yeah, do you think that this is going to be like a revenge toward Josh Allen that we're going to see this year? Because we all know, I mean, that was a great – AFC divisional game that we got last year between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. And obviously the, you know, we got a rule change out of it. And Josh Allen was robbed to even see the field. And at that playoff game, Patrick Mahomes goes down in overtime, throws the ball to Tyreek Hill, and the rest is history pretty much. So, I mean, do you, is this a revenge kind of year for Josh Allen?
1: I mean, for him, you got to figure he's got a chip on his shoulder after that because he's heard every joke under the sun with the with the coin toss and everything. Even the the one that Mahomes made with him at the match, like it, it, he's heard it all. And I feel like he's got a giant chip on his shoulder this year, and he's going to prove a lot of people wrong this year. And I feel like he's going to make a really deep run into the playoffs. He might even make it all the way to the Super Bowl this year with the team he's got around him right now. Like, who knows? Well, the Buffalo
0: Bills were your AFC pick for the Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. So, you really think that this is going to be this year, and you think that it's because of Josh Allen that they are the team that they are?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, he's a dynamic player out there, and I don't think anybody or a lot of people in the league are going to match what he does on the field.
0: Okay, so what about what if Baker Mayfield went to the Buffalo Bills?
1: You're using my logic now? Is that what you're doing?
0: You're just rubbing off on me this episode, Uh, man.
1: If if Baker Mayfield...
0: You're an influencer. (laughs) That's what you...
1: (laughs) You can't plug Baker Mayfield into that offense and compare him to Josh Allen and expect the same results.
0: Yeah. no, (laughs) I know. I was just picking fun at you. But you never (laughs) know. So Josh Allen is definitely the key to the Buffalo Bills' success. But you see that this is going to be the year that the NFL recognizes him. As the best player on the field, you think he's going to tear it up with his connection with Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis and Knox and all that. I mean, they don't have a running game, honestly. So the offense does kind of run through Josh Allen. Unlike what we just touched on, Panthers, McCaffrey is the guy, you know. So it's the running back position in the Carolina offense. But really, I mean, they have Devin Singletary, who isn't a horrible guy, but he's more of just a kind of like a goal line kind of guy. When they get down into the red zone, they like to hand the ball off, but yeah, Josh Allen is the the life source of that offense. I I agree with you, so I can't I can't really knock you for, you know, thinking that that's going to be, you know, who who's going to take the crown this year. Mm-hmm. So, my pick is another AFC quarterback. And I think this man is on a revenge tour this year. Because he tasted. He tasted what Josh Allen hasn't even tasted. A Super Bowl berth. Now he didn't win. And he had a receiver wide open down the field. But then that big, mean, at least top seven in Anthony's eyes, defensive player Aaron Donald decided to steal that joy, to steal that victory away. And the man I'm talking about is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow for MVP this year. Now, he is in the odds-on favorite. I think he's plus 1,300 as of right now to win the MVP. So he's in like fourth or fifth place. So he's definitely up there. But I think, I mean, think about it. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they're only getting better. Their connection is only going to continue to grow. And it started when they were in college. Now you got a full season behind Joe Burrow. You got a full season behind Jamar Chase. I mean, they went into Kansas City last year and they beat the Chiefs after they were losing at halftime in Arrowhead by a significant amount. I want to say that it was like 20-7. to and they came back and they beat the chiefs that team when joe burrow is on the field they are not the bengals that we grew up with i can promise you that they have swagger they believe that they'll they win cuz joe burrow just wins everywhere he goes he just wins that guy has the locker room he is he is beloved in cincinnati And I think that it's this year that we're going to see Joe Burrow go to another level. Because when he first got into the NFL, first of all, he was behind a horrible offensive line. God-awful offensive line. Probably the worst. Goes down with a horrific injury after starting 10 games. So he's out for the last six games. They end up doing surgery, repairing his knee. And he comes back. He wins the AFC Championship game. He has a connection with his favorite target and Jamar Chase. And they upgraded their offensive line big time this year. So now he has at least more protection. But that entire offense, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, top offenses in the NFL. You got Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins. You got Tyler Boyd. You got Uzma out of the, at tight end position, who he started showing some life there at the end of the year. You got Joe Mixon, who is a three-down back easily in the league. Joe Burrow is destined to win the MVP this year. And if you say otherwise, well, that's three disrespects on this podcast, my friend. And I don't appreciate it. So when you look at the
1: Bengals... And you take their offense and line it up against that Bill's defense that they just upgraded. Or are you still gonna say they come out on top?
0: Yeah, I think, well, we're not talking about who's gonna win at all. I'm talking about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to win the MVP this year. It just makes it just makes sense to me. You have it's all the young quarterbacks who have been winning the MVP. Well, okay, not Aaron Rodgers. I get it, okay? But the you had Patrick Mahomes you had Lamar Jackson and in the past two years we've had Aaron Rodgers you picked Josh Allen this year he's the odds-on favorite you know to win the MVP Joe Burrow is at least top 10 I want to even say he might be top five to win the MVP and odds-on favorite so we have these young quarterbacks. We are in a new era, and I think that Joe Burrow is going to take that step to win that title this year. I just, It just makes sense to me. I mean, you can't tell me that he did something way more impressive than Josh Allen did last year. I mean, he took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl, and he went on the road and beat the Tennessee Titans, who was the number one team in the AFC last year. Then they went on and they played the Kansas City Chiefs. And it wasn't, it wasn't anyone but Joe Burrow who won them those games. I mean, he the man got sacked, what was it, nine times in the AFC Divisional round against the Tennessee Titans. And he still got up and he still slung that ball and he still did it. Over the past two years, and this is talking, I mean, he only has 26 starts under his belt. But over the past two years, he still averages over 3,600 yards a year. He's averaged about 23.5 touchdowns, and his QBR is at a 99. And he's only been in the year two years, and that's still about a year and a half because, like I said, the the back half of his rookie year, he was sidelined because of that injury that he took. So, I mean, he puts up numbers – and now that Jamar Chase is comfortable in an NFL system and he probably is going to be working a little bit more on his route running and everything like that, yeah. No, I think that it is – I'm surprised that he's not more of a favorite to win the MVP this year.
1: I mean, when you look at it, yeah, they're both pretty pretty close, and I feel like when you get to that top five echelon of quarterbacks, you you're really – Almost splitting hairs with how good their teams are and how far they've made it, but and I'm not going to discredit what he did last year because that was something we may never see. But and if it wasn't for his offensive line being Swiss cheese, he might have actually won the whole thing. But man, I don't, I don't know. I I just see something with those with that Bills team this year, like they're going to have some new kind of energy this year, some new swagger. They're just they're both on a revenge tour, but it's going to be a matter of who's going to be coming out on top and I I feel like we might see these two teams in the AFC championship.
0: I mean maybe, uh, I don't know. I still like the Chargers a lot just if just just because of their defense. I mean their defense, you want to talk about the Buffalo Bills defense. The Chargers defense is on another level this year. They got Bosa, they got Khalil Mack, they got JC Jackson, they got Derwin James. Yeah. And I mean and then their offense is already really good with Justin Herbert at quarterback. Who I was in between Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert on winning the MVP this year, but I just had to give it to Joe because ah that his weapons are next level. I mean, they are probably the best receiving core in the NFL. And that's coming from a Bucks fan who has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and well, now, you know, Cameron Bray. But, you know, I mean Tom Brady is the quarterback, you know. So, I mean, but still, I think that the Bengals' offense is probably the best offense in the league right now with the just the pure depth that they have on offense at receiving position. They got a good running back that who can do it all. They got a good tight end. And now they just upgraded their offensive line who just gives Joe Burrow more time in the pocket to read the defenses, to break it down. And I just think that it's his time to shine. It's his moment to really take over the NFL the way that he wants to take over the NFL. And I'm ready to see it.
1: No, definitely. I feel like, like I said, both these quarterbacks, I feel like they're going to have a great year. And it's going to be really something special to see. But we do have our AFC East predictions for this week. And I will... Start us off. I, I'll start with the Patriots. I have them going seven and ten this year.
0: Seven and ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Wait uh, a minute. Okay. Well, let let's let's hear. Who do you have winning the AFC East?
1: I have Buffalo winning the AFC East.
0: Okay, so do I. So at least we agree on something this episode. Man, my goodness, man. <laughs> I was getting a little worried for us there. <laughs> All right, so you got Buffalo winning it. What what's their record for you?
1: I've got them at twelve and five.
0: Twelve and five, okay. And then we got Miami Dolphins and New York Jets. New
1: York Jets, I've got at seven and ten. Uh, Miami Dolphins, I've got it at ten and seven.
0: Okay. The Patriots you have at seven. The New England Patriots. Yeah. Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, the defense. You have only winning seven games this year. Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm ready to break that down then.
1: Okay. Well let's start off with week one against Miami. I have the Patriots losing to Miami.
0: You have the Patriots losing against Miami? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do I. I think that I think I think Miami Dolphins are just gonna be a really good team okay. this year. And I don't think Yeah, okay. So I agree with that. Okay, mm-hmm. so we're off to a good start here.
1: Now, week three, though, I have them losing.
0: You have, okay, against Baltimore?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty high on Baltimore this year. They're going to have a healthy secondary. They're going to have a healthy running back room. At least, hopefully, they'll stay healthy. And if they do, I think they'll be a really good football team this year.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I do have them winning that game um, against Baltimore. So, and it's simply because it's in Foxborough when you have when you have to go into Gillette Stadium it's not easy and i'm not too high on the ravens this year i i don't trust lamar jackson i know that i think he's a good quarterback i think he's great for the baltimore system but i just feel like almost like a patrick mahomes I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback not saying that they're not going to win games but i feel like people have the blueprint to beat those guys so i'm just not too high on them
1: and i feel like when you look at it I have more trust in a guy who's won MVP versus a second-year quarterback who seems to to have struggled somewhat last year. when they well, Mac
0: Jones made it to the Pro Bowl,
1: but so, but when you compare him to the other Pro Bowl quarterbacks, he was not he, he didn't seem like he was on their on their level. He
0: yeah. had the best best gritty in all of the Pro Bowl quarterbacks last He's, year. What are you talking, you're talking about? about? His gritty. Well, yeah. What else are you gonna talk about in the Pro Bowl? You watched it.
1: Very much. I mean, it, the, the offenses are just kind of allowed to score at will as the defense isn't gonna try. So yeah, I'm pretty sure
0: I saw an offensive lineman score a touchdown. Yeah. That... <laughs> I mean, what I mean. So, but still, Mac Jones so, made it to the Pro Bowl. He's a good quarterback. I'm just not high on him. Did you see his workout picture this this past week? The guy's in shape. He's not this average looking guy. He's on TB12 method. But it's the uh, MJ. Oh, MJ. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah, he has the abbreviations of the greatest athlete of all time.
1: You did not compare Mac Jones to Michael Jordan.
0: I'm not saying that he's Michael Jordan. I'm just saying that he has the same initials. So it might run in the blood that he's a he's he has he has that that grit in him. He has that tenacity to win.
1: But all I saw last year was him getting the doors blown off him by the, by the Buffalo Bills. So, I, I don't, I don't What's know. What's the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> we
0: both have them winning the AFC this year. Or the AFC East, at least. Come on, man. man. And he had,
1: and he's not going to make it much further than what he did last year because all they do is they give him uh, Devontae Parker. Ooh.
0: I actually think Devontae Parker is going to be a good addition to the New England Patriot offense.
1: Well, there's a reason that, that the Miami Dolphins were like, "Here, you can have him. We'll just give him to a division rival." Yeah, because
0: they got <laughs> Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and then they got Gaseki and as tight end. Well, yeah, but if they
1: still liked him that much, they wouldn't give him to a division rival.
0: Well, I mean, hey, they can't. He can't say healthy either. So
1: yeah, you could take our injured quarterback. You can take. Him and your weak arm quarterback, and you can make it work. Yeah, fine,
0: whatever. <laughs> weak arm quarterback. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's got a noodle arm, man. He's like, it's like Drew Brees without the accuracy. Drew,
0: <laughs> wait a minute,
1: <laughs> Drew Brees. He's like Drew Brees without the accuracy.
0: I would have accepted Ben Roethlisberger, but not Drew Brees. Drew
1: Brees had a noodle arm by the end of his career. He's, by
0: the end of his career,
1: yeah. Not at the beginning. Yeah. Well, Mac Jones is already there. Look at him.
0: So you don't think Mac Jones gets a second contract?
1: <laughs> I'm not saying that because uh, who, who else are they going to bring back, Cam Newton? I mean, maybe. He's going to be walking, I'm back. You know, yeah. No. We oh. Well, <laughs> all
0: right. All right, well, all I'm saying is that I'm not too high on the Baltimore Ravens. So, but you have them losing against Baltimore. I have them winning against Baltimore, especially because it is in Gillette. But there was some uh, there was a game, a couple of games that I wanted to highlight, and it was week eight. They go to New York and I actually have the New England Patriots losing to the New York Jets because it's in New York.
1: Now they're in New York I see that it's it's flip flop between week eight and eleven. I see New England actually beating the New York Jets in in, uh, in, in Matt Life. But then when they get there in week 11, I see the Jets walking into, into Gillette Stadium with Zach Wilson, who I feel like he's going to make a little bit more of a jump this year with some of the weapons that he's gotten and some upgrades they've made.
0: Would you put Zach Wilson over Mac Jones? Yes, I would. Get out of here, man. I, I
1: would. You are. I what? Would. I would. Yeah. I would take Zach Wilson over Mac Jones.
0: I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I don't know what so, to say. So, to that. so,
1: are you saying Zach Wilson's a bust?
0: I'm not. No, I'm not saying that Zach Wilson is a bust. I think that he will make improvements, but I do not think that Mac Jones is below Zach Wilson.
1: Why? Well, what are? You, what is your reason for that?
0: Like because he's he has Bill Belichick as as the head coach. He has the greatest coach of all time who took Tom Brady as a 199th overall pick and made him Tom Brady. Now, granted, Tom Brady worked his butt off, and Tom Brady has that competitiveness in him. But, I mean, Mac Jones, he he did have that. He had Alabama as a college, so he had Nick Saban, and then he had Bill, and now he goes right into Bill Belichick. So I believe that Mac Jones... I think he's more accurate than Zach Wilson. And I don't think he has the noodle arm that you speak of. I think that the only reason why we think that he has a noodle arm is because no one is more open in his receiving core more than 10 yards down the field. So he doesn't have the opportunity to throw it. Plus fact that that's not the Bill Belichick system. What is the Belichick system? It's dink and dunk, patience, run out the clock control the game, everything else like that. That's what Tom Brady was known for. And everyone wanted to knock on Tom Brady's arm strength. But yeah for the past two seasons that he's been in Tampa under Bruce Arians, now he's under Todd Bowles, but under the Bruce Arians offense, he has some of the best stats in the NFL for deep for deep passes. But oh no, Aaron Tom Brady is a noodle No, so I don't think Mac Jones has a noodle arm like you want to compare him to. So, my question is, though, is why didn't you just give the New England Patriots the loss in New York and the win in Gillette? I don't understand. Do you not understand that Gillette Stadium is probably one of the most difficult stadiums to win in? And out of all the teams that you could have chose, you chose the New York Jets to go in there and beat them? Yeah,
1: I did. I feel like it's going to be one of the upsets of, of, of the year for them.
0: I will tell you this, sir. I love your confidence, and yeah. I respect the heck out of it.
1: Because Tom Brady almost walked into, walked into MetLife last year and almost lost to the New York Jets.
0: But he didn't.
1: He almost, he almost did. Almost
0: doesn't count like in the NFL, Braxton, sir.
1: Braxton Berrios almost, almost dragged them across the finish line himself that game.
0: That is very true. And that was the first and only time that we ever heard of that man. He got he got an extension because of that game alone. So, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. So 7 and 10. Okay. So what about and here here's another one that I wanted to circle. Mm-hmm. Week 13 on a short week, Thursday night, they go they go at they're at home. They're at home and you have Bill Belichick on a short week and you have them losing to the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah. I uh. You look at look at New England secondary. New England secondary is stripped. Uh, they had one of the best corners in the league, and they let him walk because they wouldn't pay him. And so the Chargers are like, yeah, we'll pay him. We'll take one of the best corners in the league, and JC
0: Jackson. Yeah. But that's what Belichick does. Belichick doesn't pay guys. Yeah, and then it, you, and he wins.
1: But it you. The year after he doesn't pega it usually will end up biting him somewhere down the line. Man, I wish I could have had that guy back on the team.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I feel like their secondary just f- washed this year. <laughs> I'm not doubting Buffalo Bills. I think that they're they are a very strong team. They are one of the teams to look at as a potential Super Bowl um, winner this year, or at least Super Bowl contender this year. But to have them lose at home. On a short week for a Thursday night game, I'm not picking Mac Jones or I'm not picking the Patriots' defense, and I'm not talking anything bad about Josh Allen or the Bills' defense. You know what I'm doing? I'm picking Bill Belichick because it's a short week and he knows how to win football games and he knows how to game plan and he'll have that team ready.
1: You know, you you very well could be right because I've seen – Mac Jones win a game only throwing three passes and then relying just on their running game. Against Thank the you. You know, you might be right. But at the same time, I, I, f- I feel like Diggs is going to have a field day with that secondary.
0: Maybe, if he ever sees the field. What do you mean if he ever sees the field? You don't know. Bill Belichick might have they, – they their time of possession might be insane that game. We might have a record-breaking game of time of <laughs> possession that game.
1: We don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Because I feel like it's going to go one way or the other. Either the Patriots are going to time manage their way to a win and just squeak by. Or the Bills are going to walk in there and just light them up. One one way or the other.
0: Mm. I don't know. Again, I respect the confidence, (laughs) my friend. I definitely respect it. You are awesome this episode. I am having a lot of fun just simply because you are on a different planet with some of these things. But I have the New England Patriots sitting at 9 and 8. I have them sitting in third place in the AFC East. In second place, though, I had the Miami Dolphins at 10 and 7.
1: And I would have to agree with you. I also have them at 10 and 7.
0: Okay. Hey, look at us agreeing on
1: something. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, look at us. Look at us. So, but let's break it down because I know that there were a couple of games in this schedule with the Miami Dolphins that we definitely wanted to cover. And again, it starts out with the Baltimore Ravens. You have the Baltimore Ravens going into Miami and beating Miami in week two. No, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Miami goes to Baltimore that week. Yeah, that they, is, my and, and I have Baltimore winning that game. No, I think Miami goes into Baltimore and wins. I, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't believe the hype with with Baltimore. But they, they have
1: on, when you look at them on paper, they have one of the most stacked secondaries in the league, and they just drafted a new safety with with uh, Kavon Tibbets. So their secondary is has only gotten better, and if they can stay healthy, it's one of the best secondaries in the league. Yeah, Peters Humphrey, they yeah, just drafted Kevon Thibodeau, Like I said,
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I I just I don't know what it is. I just don't trust the Baltimore Ravens. I I just I don't trust them. I can't wait to break down the AFC North because I, I on this rate you had the Baltimore Ravens being like fifteen and two.
1: I I, I do see them winning that division too. Yeah, over Burrow. In the Cincinnati Bengals? It's going to be a tight race, yeah, but.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I can't. I, I don't even know what to do with you right now. Another one. Okay. Speaking of Burrow, look at this. Look at this segue. This perfect segue to week four. You have the Miami Dolphins beating Joe Burrow in the Cincinnati Bengals. At Cincinnati on a short week. Yeah. What is up with this? <laughs> you don't believe in any home team on Thursday nights this year? What's going on? Oh, my goodness, man. Okay, so. Uh, I I
1: feel like Ty- Tyreek, it's going to come down to who's going to have a better game, Tyreek or Jamar Chase?
0: Jamar Chase. I
1: don't know, man.
0: Seen- no, who's, who, okay, hold on. Pause really quick. I know, I'm sorry. I'm taking over a little bit. Jamar Chase, though, you, you, you say Tyreek or Jamar Chase. I say Tua or Joe Burrow. You, so you're telling me that you're going to take Tua over Burrow?
1: I'm going to take. Okay, I'm going to take a word from what you said about the Patriots. I'm going to take the better game planner. I'm going to take Mike McDaniel, and his. And I'm going to trust his game planning from the Niners to be creative enough to go in there and beat the Bengals.
0: I'm sorry, everyone, who has to listen to this man this week because I don't know <laughs> what is going on. The disrespect, sir. The absolute disrespect. He hasn't even been an NFL coach before. So you don't know what his game planning is.
1: Well, no, we've seen a bits and pieces of it in San Francisco.
0: That was Kyle Shanahan. We all know it was Kyle Shanahan.
1: You don't think he had a? You don't think he even had a say in anything that was going on in that offense as not understanding as a offensive coordinator?
0: You'd be surprised.
1: I'd love to have his job then, if that's the case.
0: I mean, will not we all? Yeah. Maybe you should. Let's Seems guess. like you know what you're doing. <laughs> Holy moly, man! All right, let's go to week ten though. So, because we have we both have Miami Dolphins at ten and seven. Yeah. But week ten, I have the Miami Dolphins beating the Cleveland Browns. And this is where we go on a little bit of a difference because you believe that Deshaun Watson will be the Cleveland Brown quarterback week 10.
1: Yeah, I don't see him having a full year-long suspension, and we can debate that into the, into the dirt if we wanted to. But if he comes back, say, by week 10, then you give Deshaun that offense, with especially with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and the, the play action they can run with that, that they're going to be tough to beat.
0: So I have the Miami Dolphins beating the Cleveland Browns in Week 10 because I actually think that Watson is going to get a full a full year. I I don't think with everything that is coming out and everything like that, with all of these allegations and lawsuits and everything, and I, I really don't want to get into it because at the end of the day, if what is being held against him is any bit true, it's horrible, That's and terrible. he shouldn't even play another snap in the NFL. No, no, he
1: doesn't. Period. No, period. If you no. have
0: any kind of sexual misconduct or anything else like that, especially it's now what up to twenty four civil lawsuits, Some, something like with that, 20, it's, it's with twenty with twenty four different women. Is up there? It's yeah. If if there was even one, you should not play a snap in the NFL, but. Let's get so I, I just have Miami Dolphins losing that week because or winning that week because I do believe that Deshaun Watson will face the max penalty of a full year suspension. Um, but again, that is up for debate. You you kind of touched on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the game that I'm really wanting to get into. Um, so week 13. Miami Dolphins will be going to the San Francisco 49ers, and you have the Miami Dolphins winning. hmm Why?
1: It comes down to their, their receiving court now. It's not just Jalen Waddle. They they can't just sit there and, okay, we're going to double Jalen Waddle. Okay, we should win now. No, they, they have to worry about Waddle and Tyreek. <laughs> two electric receivers against a secondary that isn't really the greatest. They have some good pass rushers, yeah, but they I feel like if they can get the ball out quick in that kind of in a game like that and you let Tyreek and Waddle just make plays, I feel like they have a chance, yeah.
0: I disagree with you, sir. I had the 49ers actually winning this game because I think that it is because of their of the Miami Dolphins new head coach, in McDaniel that they are going to that the 49ers will have the advantage over them because they've been against that offense for the last couple of years.
1: But at the same time they they're smart enough to know okay we're going to switch our checks at the line. We're not going to we're not going to call the exact same plays that we ran in San Francisco. He's going to obviously sit go through this offseason and switch things up. It's not going to be a copy and paste of what they've hit in San Francisco. Well,
0: obviously it's not going to be a copy and paste. We're in the NFL, and, I mean, hopefully. I mean, Greg Schiano was a head coach in the NFL. Let's all remember that. That, geez. My, actually, let's try not to remember that. But, yes, of course, they will have to switch it up because it's not going to be a copy and paste. I just think that San Francisco, I think that they're just the better team.
1: I mean, I just look at it as okay. Their weapons against San Francisco's secondary and their defense versus San Francisco's weapons versus Miami's defense, which Miami actually has one of the better secondaries in the league, but to the, it doesn't match up to the pass rush that San Francisco has. So it's it's pretty even keel on either side if you look at it that way. But.
0: Yeah, and then let's jump. Okay. Uh. Man, I'm telling you, you are giving my blood pressure is going up all talking right, can to me. I see it in your forehead. My, whoa, <laughs> hey, hey, leave my forehead alone. All right, man. <laughs> it's not that big. All right, anyway. Week 17, week 18. New England at New England Patriots in week 17, at home to finish the year off against the Jets in week 18. I have them losing in Foxborough because it's Gillette Stadium, because it's Bill Belichick, and then I have them winning against the New York Jets because it's in Miami. And it might be a a, a win-and-get-in kind of a situation.
1: Yeah, it's going to be probably one of the closer games of the year because Week 17, again, it comes down to, okay, Miami's receiving core, their running backs they got. They got Mostert now, too. They got Chase Edmonds in in that running back room now. So you got to factor that in too, but when you look at their offense against San Fran's defense, give me, give me, give me the Dolphins, or, or not San Fran, the Patriots. When you look at it that way, give me San Fran's um, Patriots. Patriots. My brain is all over the place right now. Give me the New England Patriots. No, give me the Dolphins offense against the Patriots defense because I feel like they've been stripped of a lot of key players. Like I said before.
0: Yeah. uh, I don't know. I still, again, it's Belichick. I think that Belichick is going to win most of the games, especially there in the division, because that's just kind of what he does. That's what he's been doing. Doesn't really matter who's at quarterback or not, but you have the New York jets beating the Miami dolphins in probably a must win situation.
1: Yeah, and it, who knows? It could be a must-win for either of those teams at that point.
0: <laughs> well, how would, can it... Okay. It might be a
1: must-win for either of those teams. So, I mean, say the Jets are on a pace to make the playoffs and they win and get in, and it could be vice versa. <clears throat> so I feel like it's... And division games are always... Hardly hardly ever do you see a blowout division, division game unless it's just a really, really bad team.
0: <laughs> well, the Jets... Are kind of a bad team. Headline. Breaking news. Jets aren't that great. And Zach Wilson is not better than Mac Jones.
1: I I still disagree with you, but... well,
0: Do you put Zach Zach Wilson over Tua? No. Okay. I was about to end the episode right here. If you said that Zach Wilson was better than Tua.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Holy moly. Well, let's get into the New York Jets schedule. Week one against Baltimore. Look at us. I agree with you. <laughs> New York Jets will not beat the Baltimore Ravens in week one, especially while they're home. But, yeah, no, they're they're not going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. No, 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 no. I actually don't have the New York Jets winning a whole lot of games. I have them sitting at 6-11. and 11
1: and i believe i sit right there with you if not i have met 7 and 10 i believe let me yeah d- i have met 7 and 10
0: yeah <clears throat> so you have the new england patriots and the new york jets both sitting at 7 and 10 at the end of the year mhm so the new york, new york jets are finally equal to the patriots
1: yeah they can finally beat their own drama be, beat their chest that look we're finally, finally on the same level as the New England Patriots, but it took time. We did leaving, it,
0: but we we finally did it. it. We finally did it. <laughs> <laughs> We're relevant again, not really because you're still at the bottom of the division. Sorry, Jets. Sorry, Jets fans. So we already kind of touched base against on, on at week uh, eight and week eleven against New England. We all know what we choose there. But there was one that just made my skin crawl. And it was because of all these times, of all these games that you had the New York Jets upsetting and, and winning against teams that they have no business beating, you picked...
1: The Buffalo Bills.
0: No. You picked the Chicago Bears to beat the New York Jets. Yeah. The Chicago Bears.
1: <laughs> the arch rival of my own favorite team's division, yeah.
0: Like we're talking about the NFC, the the, the NFC North, Chicago with wait, Justin look, look. Fields. So,
1: so you want to take two? Just look at it. Two bottom of the barrel teams. Who whose quarterback do you want? Do you want just? Would you take Justin Fields or Zach Wilson?
0: No. Zach Wilson.
1: Probably.
0: You take Justin Fields. So hold on, wait.
1: <laughs> Hold
0: hold on. Let's break this down really quick. You have Justin Fields in this order from one to three. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. Yes. No. (laughs) There's no way.
1: I feel like the Bears have to win one game, and if I had to pick one game that the Bears might actually win – it would be
0: this one. It it would be against the Jets. It would
1: be against the Jets. But no, no It would be more, the most Jets
0: thing to do. It, I agree with that. <laughs> I do agree with that, but I don't agree that they are going to lose. I think that they will win this game because they are at MetLife. They are at home. It is it's week 12. It's Sunday. It's a 1 o'clock game. I mean, who cares? You know what yeah. I mean? But to uh, Justin Fields is better. Than both Zach Wilson and Mac Jones.
1: Yeah, if but if you put the right, I feel like he he's in a Matthew Stafford situation.
0: Oh, so he's a Super Bowl ca- caliber quarterback. He just needs to be on the right team. I feel like he can.
1: With. The dynamic with, with the plays that he can make on it with his legs and everything else, I feel like he can be a good quarterback in this league and the throws that I have seen him make when he does get more than two seconds behind the offensive line.
0: okay, so if Justin Fields goes to the Baltimore Ravens, he's an mVP style quarterback
1: I'm not saying that. I feel like he needs some more
0: years to de- develop because to- he's a scrambling type of quarterback. He would fit perfectly in that system.
1: Yeah, and we we don't know until he actually has those good pieces around him. Because right
0: now he's sitting – He had Allen Robinson last year.
1: Yeah, but he's sitting behind a worse – probably a worse offensive line than what Joe Burrow had.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Man, I saw that man get sacked four times before halftime against Tampa Bay.
0: I saw – yeah, well. <laughs> that was an awesome game to watch if you were a Bucks fan. Jeez. I oh my goodness man. Okay, why well I, I have the New York Jets beating. It's one of the six games that they will win this year against the Green Bay or against the uh Chicago Bears. And then let's let's move forward a couple of weeks to week fourteen. You have them going into Buffalo in December. Week fourteen, and you have them beating the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, this is. This I don't get you, like, man. Like, like this, I the, just when don't I look, get when you.
1: when you look at the Jets, it's, they're always bound to do something just off the wall. You know, it's a Jets thing to do. You know, so I feel like this is. Uh, Outside of that, uh, with the with the Bears, I feel like this is probably one of the most Jets things that they would do is to walk into Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills at Buffalo.
0: No, no,
1: that's my off the wall pick for them.
0: That okay? Wow, I don't even know how to respond to that. Just like so, a lot so, of things so, with this so, with so, this so schedule we're, breakdown. So, so
1: we're gonna we're gonna look at it week fourteen. And we're gonna see if the Jets could actually walk in there.
0: I'll tell you what: if the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills in Week 14 in Buffalo, probably in a not a must-win situation for Buffalo, but they might be wanting to win those kind of last couple of games to really kind of push push them to the top of the AFC for a home field advantage. If the Jets, if the New York Jets, led by Zach Wilson, who is better than Mac Jones but not as good as Justin Fields, if they go in and play, and beat the Buffalo Bills, I I'll I'll buy I don't know. I, I'll I'll get you something.
1: All right, we'll keep we'll keep that one bookmarked.
0: We'll, yeah, we'll keep it. definitely bookmark that because I will get you something, <laughs> or I will do something to humiliate myself because that okay, I don't understand it. Well, okay, so would you put money on it? If you were a betting man, would you put money on it?
1: I'd walk out with a lot of money.
0: You know, you would you would definitely walk out with a lot of money, just like one of our uh, fans on Twitter said that he won a ton of money because he bet on the New York Giants that year that they beat the undefeated Patriots. Yeah,
1: he he, he said he put that money down in the preseason and <laughs> walked out with like 80-something grand.
0: Yeah, that man, that that was, I would have retired at that point. Yeah, Not retired from my actual job, but I would have retired of, of betting because that is just the pinnacle of all sports bet. You put a bet on the New York Giants – in the preseason, and they go on to win the Super Bowl, and that, yeah, that was just awesome. That that was awesome to hear. I love that story. Absolutely love that story. Okay, we've talked enough about the New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Who cares? No offense, New York Jets fans, yeah. honestly, but who cares? Let's get to the the champs of the AFC East that we both have. Mm-hmm. I have the Buffalo Bills sitting at thirteen and four at the end of the year. Yeah,
1: I have them sitting at twelve and five, actually. So that one extra loss coming from, uh, the, you know, the Jets.
0: You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh, man. I don't. Yeah, I. I don't even know. But let's look at week one. You actually have them losing to the Los Angeles Rams.
1: Yeah, I had them losing to the Rams because you, you look at them and they're very even. Even caliber teams. You, they are. You, you, you could you could argue they like offensively, Cooper cut, Stephon Diggs, pretty even. Um Defensively, Jalen Ramsey, Tre White, they fairly even corners. You know, and what they match up very well. But I I still I I believe in Matthew Stafford.
0: More so than Josh Allen.
1: <laughs> if you put them you put them head to head, I see. I see Stafford and. Cooper cup kind of just taking over the game
0: again. Like, like. I mean it's it's one of those games that's a toss-up it, it wouldn't be a surprise if either of them won honestly mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of fun because I I think that the the bills are just they're here to win this year I mean not saying that the Rams aren't but they already kind of had the taste last year mm-hmm. so I might I kind of have a feeling that they might come into the to the year a little slow not saying that they'll stay like that but just kind of Kind cool. of going into it a little bit slow. I think the, uh, the Bills have a lot more definitely to play for, uh, you know, because they've they they they've been so close the past couple of years, but then they've just lost it in the playoffs. So I definitely think that they are, you know, coming in. They want to make a statement. So that's why I have them winning against the uh, Los Angeles Rams at L.A., actually. I think that, you know, they'll, they'll go, and it's a Thursday night game there. So, but week four – it's another one that the Baltimore Ravens. Guess who Anthony picked? <laughs> Shocker! It's the Ravens. <laughs> so you had the Ravens beating the the. At, I, okay, well, no, it's at it's at Baltimore. So I mean, I can understand, but I don't think Ravens can hang with the Bills.
1: But well, like I said, I, I'm I really like their secondary. That's what it comes down to. I really like the Ravens' secondary and how well they feel like they would match up against that receiving core of the, the Buffalo Bills. And I feel like they'll have a pretty hard time getting around them. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I, – I think I feel like I like Baltimore's – or I feel like I, f- I feel better about the defense of the Buffalo Bills more so than I do about the – Ravens offense because I think that the Bills defense this year is just going to be very overwhelming for a lot of teams and again I think people have kind of the blueprint to contain Lamar and to beat them so you have the defense of the Ravens winning I that game for them I have the defense of the Buffalo Bills winning that game for them and week six, we have the rematch of last year's AFC championship game, and you have the Kansas City Chiefs winning again.
1: Mm-hmm. Because so I feel like can Kansas City is gonna go in there and they're the it's Patrick Mahomes, man. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is probably still a top three quarterback in this in this league. He's he has M V S Juju and um Sky Moore now as his receivers and I feel like they they're really just – I feel like they're going to really make some make some noise still this year.
0: Yeah. Well, and I agree with you on that. I just uh, – I mean, MVS might actually even be the starting uh, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah. And I feel like if he can develop his route tree a little bit more outside of just a, a really fast go route that, I, that I've seen him <laughs> run in Green Bay. I mean, that's Tyreek. <laughs> Tyreek could run kind more, of. No, Tyreek. Kind of. Tyreek was way more
0: of a dynamic player. Yes, he is. I'm not trying yeah. to say that MVS is better than Tyreek or yeah. similar to Tyreek. I'm just saying about the go route. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: yeah. They can both just yeah. run down the field, outrun probably most of whoever is in the secondary, and Patrick Mahomes can definitely get a ten
1: because
0: mm-hmm. he definitely does not have a noodle arm. No, no, That man can throw the ball probably like 80, 80 yards. Yeah,
1: probably about 80 yards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, and that's running. To the left. And he's a right-handed quarterback. Yeah, so falling, so,
1: falling on his back. Yeah. falling out of, the, out of bounds. Like... <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah, running into his brother and Juju making TikToks on, on the sideline, side you know? So, <laughs> but, I mean, my goodness, man. But, yeah, so, I mean, Kansas City, they're going to be Kansas City. Um, they're definitely going to be yeah. a team that... Hey, I, because I
1: trust Andy Reid. I try, wow. the, on top of that, I trust Andy Reid and, and his his game planning.
0: Yeah, no, it's and Andy Reid is definitely one of the great minds of the NFL, and his game planning is next to none when it comes down to coaching and you know what they do. Then it isn't he like undefeated coming out of the bye week.
1: Yeah, I want to say that that was one of these these weird stats you see about Andy Reid that he's actually undefeated coming out of every bye week he's ever been. <laughs>
0: yeah, he just has two weeks of prep for the team. And at that point, it's just a well, guaranteed. Yeah. So, good, good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I have the Buffalo Bills beating the Cleveland Browns, though, in week 11, and you have the Browns beating them in week 11.
1: Yeah, it's another situation where, like I said, we can argue it into the ground, but I feel like Deshaun is going to come back, and up against that, that Bill, I know the Bills' defense it's very good, but you you throw Deshaun Watson into that Browns offense with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and the weapons that he has around him, even uh, and Joku, all those guys, I, I feel like they'd they'd give the Bills a run for their money if they're firing on all cylinders.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't argue with that, but again, I just don't think that Deshaun Watson is going to be here this year. I don't think he's going to play. I just I don't see it coming to life.
1: Now, if, if Jacoby Brissett is starting against that Bills defense, yeah, good luck. Yeah, you're done. But
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There's no way. But even still, even if Deshaun Watson were to play, I just don't feel like he's going to be the one... To take the Browns to the promised land, I, I I don't I don't think Deshaun Watson can be starting Week One, and I still don't see him beating. I I don't see them making this deep playoff run. I mean the AFC is just so, so like just heavyweight. I mean like it's just the entire AFC West. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Russell Wilson, you have Derek Carr, you have Justin Herbert, you have Josh Allen, you have Joey, Joe Burrow, you know, Lamar Jackson even. I mean, you know, you, you think that they're going to be do you, undefeated this year. You know, so it's like it, you, all of do these Do you not teams.
1: remember when Deshaun Watson took the Houston Texans to the playoffs and beat the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs?
0: Yeah, but wasn't that against Marcus Mariota? Yeah, but he's still it's the the principle
1: that he dragged a crappy Houston Texans team with an aging Andre Johnson.
0: They weren't that bad. They had they had Deshaun was the team. They had DeAndre Hopkins, they had Will Fuller on performance enhancers. You know, so I mean, I, and their sh- defense—they I mean, no still had J.J. Watt on defense,
1: and yeah, they did. But no other, no other quarterback was walking, walking into there with that team, and it was going to be and was going to beat the Titans.
0: Well, okay, but be fair. What were the other quarterbacks? Osweiler? Oh, he's he robbed them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he robbed them. But,
1: but I, I remember. Uh, another game even when Deshaun was with the Texans he walked into um walked into Seattle and beat Russell Wilson on his own turf and well, i think it was his one of his first years in the league he threw for over 400 yards or something like the, the guy you, you forget how good Deshaun Watson actually was because he's been out of football for a little bit
0: yeah i mean maybe i, I don't know i just don't see maybe it's just because it's the browns like i just like, I get it, like, it's Deshaun Watson, but I still see the Browns. And I just don't see them being relevant. It's, I
1: mean, I mean, it's the same thing you're seeing, that you're seeing now with the Bengals. The Bengals weren't relevant before Joe Burrow got there, and now Joe Burrow steps into that offense, and it's a whole new world for them.
0: Yeah, but look at what Joe Burrow has around him. Oh, but okay, the Browns, I'm thinking Houston still. I mean, they do have Amari Cooper now.
1: They do have Amari Cooper. They still have Njoku. They still have um, Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield as a two-headed monster back there. So, you never know.
0: You never know. Well, at least we can agree on one thing. The Bills are going to win the AFC East this year.
1: Yeah, the, I don't I don't see that being a question. The only one that may even remotely give them a run for their money, and that all comes down to their coaching. And... Um, to a, would be the Miami Dolphins. That's the yeah. only people I can see giving them a run for their money. The
0: defense of Miami is very good this year.
1: Yeah, very underrated. They're, their their secondary is very good. They've got a nice defensive front. Yeah, they they'll definitely give give them a run for their money. If it wasn't for the Bills, they'd probably have the best defense in the in the division.
0: Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. and actually, arguably one of the better defenses in the yeah. entire AFC. Yeah, probably, or in the NFL, yeah,
1: probably because I know they. <clears throat> and Xavier Howard Is that the head of that He's probably Would you yeah. say Like a top five corner
0: Maybe top three Top three Yeah like, I mean yeah. maybe I mean who do you have Jalen Ramsey I think Jalen Ramsey Is number one
1: J- Jalen's probably number one
0: Jalen's probably number one Number two J- Might J- go to J.C. Jackson Oh you say Jair uh, Alexander I, I, I
1: say I, I would I would take Jair because Because okay. it, Yeah
0: I just look at JC Jackson, man. I mean, he man to man, he's great. Xavier Howard can play everything, though. Yeah, I
1: feel he, like. Xavier he he's good in zone. He's he's a great man to man corner. So he, I don't know.
0: I mean, I, th- I I'll give him top three. I give him top three. Yeah, I'll, I'll, top three. I would give him top three. I got Jalen Ramsey, JC Jackson, right. and then Xavier Howard with Jair Alexander coming in at number four.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah, look at us. It <laughs> took us the entire episode <laughs> so to, to find agree. the agree on something. <laughs> but speaking oh. of the episode, I had a lot of fun this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We definitely appreciate you guys listening. We're going to continue to incorporate some new things. We are now on Apple Podcasts, everyone. We're still working on Google Podcasting. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from Google. I guess they have to approve us to to start airing our episodes on there so still trying to figure that out hopefully we will be on there very soon but we definitely appreciate all you guys rocking with us we appreciate the support continue to follow us on our social medias at talk dna on twitter and then dna football talk on instagram and uh yeah we will be continuing like i said to grow to learn and uh i mean i can't wait for football season Um, to come
1: no i if this is what it's like now i can't wait for football season man it's gonna be great
0: it's gonna be so much fun we're gonna have so much to talk about and plus it's just football is back man i cannot (laughs) wait to say that for sure but i think next week we're gonna be breaking down the nfc west for everyone so definitely stay tuned and then of course any news that might come out this coming week and uh we'll, we'll, we'll think of some different things to have some fun with Um, actually, you know what? Check out our email. We will be, we, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear, you know, different questions from you and, uh, we would love to answer them. So you can find our email. It's at gmail.com. So send us an email, tell, ask us your questions, give us crazy off the wall things to talk about, and uh, yeah, I mean, we we would definitely, you know, we'll we'll add those into the episodes again. Thank you, at uh, Nick Laws Two K for the beats. We definitely appreciate you. Follow him on his Twitter. He's um uh, I mean, he's he's great at what he does. So give him a give him a shout out. Give him some love, and uh, we will see you guys next week.
1: We will see you all next week. Definitely appreciate everything. Have a good one.